Alright kids, we're back with a special edition, a little something I'm going to call the cocktail hour, and I'm happy to welcome in my first guest, a guy that I've wanted to have on the podcast since the inception of this podcast. This is a guy that I have probably spoken with more and spent the least time in his physical presence of anyone I know in my life, and I'm super excited to have this guy as my very first guest of this special edition of Just Another White Guys podcast, radio superstar Dana Wessel. Dana, welcome to the show, well, sir. Well, hello, Dustin. It's, uh, it, that was quite the intro. I, I got to say, that's, uh, that's very nice of you to say. Well, I mean, I do have 18 months of solid broadcast school training with a, uh, mm-hmm. a degree from the uh, esteemed Brown College. So I have honed my skills as a uh, internet radio broadcaster so i have the ability to really bring that sort of professional tact to this sort of show so um, well, i appreciate as someone who is someone who's a big fan of uh just another white guy podcast you know i i, I really appreciate that that's very nice of you well and like i said i've i've wanted to have you on the show there was a couple roadblocks in the past that that uh, kept that from happening but things are sure. uh, Things are looking up, and uh, hopefully you'll be maybe a recurring guest. Maybe we'll get you on the uh, the regular version. But as a special version and the first one out of the gate, the cocktail hour, I couldn't think of a, a person better to have on the show than uh, than you. So basically what we're doing is we're going to have a conversation, hang out, have some fun, and we'll be drinking while we do that. And I can't really think of a better thing to do. Oh, in my opinion, perfect. So, I just uh, I just grabbed a uh, Fulton Lonely Blonde out of the fridge and uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's have, that's have a good talk. That's a beautiful thing. We uh, we had initially had uh, planned to do this on Saturday night and it's now Sunday afternoon. Uh, the reason for that, uh, my dog had a little bit of an issue last night. Had a bad reaction to uh, some vaccinations that we gave him, so a little bit of a scare. Had to take him to the twenty four hour vet, but you know it's Sunday. Neither of us are working, so cocktails all around. And uh, so, cheers to you. But more importantly, though, how's your dog doing? Well, thankfully, we took him right away and uh, gave him some Benadryl and some antihistamine stuff, and they gave him some fluids. And other than being tired, he seems to be doing okay. So good. We good. are very That's good to hear. We are very thankful for that. So I am. Uh, I'm drinking. I'm drinking my new favorite drink, which is. Uh, Tito's vodka with orange juice and squirt soda, and I have to tell oh, you, yeah. I have to tell you, You're it's one living. of the most delicious things I've ever put in my mouth. I was going to say that that sounds like great living right there, Dustin. Tito's Tito's vodka has been a revelation in my life. It's a uh, handcrafted vodka that's made in uh, the great uh, city of Austin, Texas, so just up the road, and. Uh, it's it's the best vodka I've ever had. Nice, good for you. That is a non-paid endorsement. But if uh, Tito's would ever like to come <laughs> on board and support the and, and support the podcast, yeah. I'm I'm actively um, seeking uh, sponsorship. So if they want to, I, 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 if, if the Tito's people want to come on board, you're uh, you're more than willing to uh, to accept that. <laughs> I I will happily espouse the virtue of Tito's vodka. <laughs> and if uh, I'm happy to, I'm happy to call this the cocktail hour sponsored by Tito's vodka. I've, I mean, we can call it, 
we can call it just another Tito's vodka podcast for all I care. So we can call it anything Tito's wants to call exactly. it. Exactly. I will call this I will call this Tito's podcast if 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 need be. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, why you're the best. <laughs> so it's it's a uh semi beautiful day here in Houston. The uh the wind is starting to blow. The sun is still out, so that's nice, but uh with another storm rolling through, it's gonna rain about five inches between now and tomorrow night. So not really looking uh, forward to that, but what the hell is going on with uh, with the weather up in Minneapolis? It's beyond amazing. You have no idea. <laughs> I I just walked home from uh, having lunch with a friend and was in shorts and t-shirt the entire time, and I almost felt hot at that point. <laughs> it's it's that crazy that that you're you're getting days like that in February, and it's I, yeah. Of course, there's you know there's no climate change and no global warming. Um, <laughs> It, it it's so nice that you get it to take advantage of those days like that. But are they talking, are, is winter going to come down and slap you guys in the face one more time pretty soon? It sounds like we're going to get 20 inches, honestly, next Friday. Seriously? Yeah. That's what the, uh, that's what the current, uh, current forecast is that we might get 20 next Friday, Thursday through Friday. So we'll oh, see. that's, that's a beautiful thing. That, that is one thing yeah. I do not miss. That, that yeah, that's the most Minnesota thing of all time. Like, yeah. we get cocky, we get excited about it, like, oh, hey, it's so nice out. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, we're going to get dumped. <laughs> well, and I figure that talking, I mean, as this is the cocktail hour and it's basically a cocktail party sort of format, I really felt like talking about the weather should be the strongest and first thing that we brought out. It's really, it's of really course, just going to yeah. get, really going to get the people engaged and uh, listening <laughs> to what we're talking about. So I'm, I'm glad that we were able to, to bring that to, uh, to bear. So, yeah. You are tell, – tell the people who are unfamiliar with what you do, uh, what you got going on right now. Uh, I host a morning show in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, it's called Ben, Dan, and Giselle. I'm the Dana portion of the show. And, uh, we, yeah, we kind of just, you know, talk to uh, people that are 1835, you know, just millennials as they call us, I guess, and just kind of, you know, talk about what we what we are passionate about you know so that's kind of what we do and we we play good tunes and just kind of like enjoy the uh enjoy the company that our uh listeners bring you know i have to tell you i i really enjoyed your show until august when i became 36 years old and i'm no longer important to you and then no, it was, yeah, no, it was you, like my it was done. like my radio deactivated, and I couldn't listen anymore. So I'm <laughs> no longer. In, I, I've reached I reached the age where I'm no longer important. So it's understandable. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, the ages are irrelevant. We we enjoy everybody, obviously. It it is a fun show. If if you are, I know I have uh, Minneapolis listeners, uh, Twin Cities listeners. Uh, so any anybody can get it online as well. It's a fun show. You guys should definitely check it out. I won't put you over anymore because I don't want you to get uncomfortable and weird. So we'll move on from that. <laughs> you, uh, you got married. That was a big deal. I did. How about that? Is that is that one of those things where people in your family were like, "We can't believe that that actually happened." Well, it it kind of was for some people for sure. And I was like, "Oh wow, he's actually this actually happened." <laughs> and and if anyone's ever met my wife, you know, she's uh just beyond amazing you know you you certainly so, out you outkicked your coverage on that one and not um, and not just and not just me? and not just not from a physical standpoint either but 
I only know Heather from from social media. She is hands down one of the coolest people, and she comes off as one of the most genuinely nice people that I've ever seen or or read yep. things from. So yeah, definitely outkick the coverage on that one. Oh, definitely, definitely, and uh, yeah, it was very, uh, very exciting to you know get married. It was crazy, you know. I mean, you've been there, you know, Dustin, you know it is, and. And it was so much fun and just so much like almost overwhelming at that time, you know, just having all that love coming in and it was just great. I just loved every second of it. Anyone, anyone that can get over the weird quirks and things that both you and I share our love of yeah, professional seriously. wrestling, namely um, <laughs> other nerdy things that we're into anything, any, anyone that can look past those awkward things and, still be like, you know what? I could see myself spending the rest of my life with this person is, is definitely a keeper. I have one of those myself. And yes, uh, you do. Yes, you it's, do. It's, it's pretty awesome. So speaking of wrestling, you got Heather to watch the Royal rumble recently. And what I was, did. what was, what was her thoughts on that? Well, see, here's the, here's the thing about Heather is she actually really enjoys the Royal rumble. It's her second favorite sporting event of the year. Her first favorite is the NBA Slam Dunk Contest. Her second favorite is the Royal Rumble. So it's so much fun, like, watching it with her every year. And, you know, because you and I, and Dustin, you know, we've, we've seen all the Rumbles. We know what happened. You know, there's, you know, 28, 29, 30, there's going to be some surprises, but... It's like she gets so into it, and it's so much fun, like watching her reaction to you know what happens and what happens next, and it's so much fun. It's uh, it's honestly like incredible. Like she's like, oh my god, I I I didn't think there would be somebody like Big Dog would come out at thirty. I'm like, really? <laughs> and you know, you and I who have you know watched every Rumble for our entire lives, <laughs> we know what's coming next. But right. yeah, it's just fun, like watching her reaction to it every year. <laughs> Although I will say, I I did not this year. I knew where almost everything was going until it got to number thirty, and they hadn't had any big surprises, and they hadn't had anything that I would say was unexpected. And when they played Roman Reigns' music, I lost it. I yeah. ran off a string of swears. And then I remembered that there was a 11 year old kid standing next to me that uh, <laughs> I was slightly embarrassed about. I'm not sure that he noticed, but I have I, I've said this on a couple of, of the shows. I have never heard a louder chorus of boos for anyone yeah. in my entire life than when and his music played. I I was there, not not to brag, but I was sitting in the very front row. And I turned and just looked at the sea of humanity booing him as I was cursing. And I just, I didn't understand. Although when it all played out, I did understand. I think they knew that everyone would hate Roman Reigns so much coming out at number 30 that that would make everyone really, really cheer Randy Orton winning the Royal Rumble. And that would put them over a little bit, at least, yeah. And give them, give everyone there a happy moment, considering they didn't really do any sort of big surprise. So I think 
yeah. to get where they're going or get to get where they wanted to go, I, I think it made a lot of sense. But I still was not very happy about it. But it was so funny. Heather like turned to me and she goes, "I'm doing box wrestling, and I know that I hate this guy." <laughs> As Roman was coming out to the ring, I'm like, "Yep, yep, yep, yep. This guy's terrible." And and what's so frustrating is he. I don't think he's actually terrible. I think that he could be a very talented guy. I just don't think that as they have they have positioned him as the heir apparent to John Cena. And mm-hmm. that is not where anyone else sees him except Vince McMahon and his refusal right. to turn him into a bad guy, his refusal to take him out of the main spot. Although given the fact that Kevin Owens has been the champion since SummerSlam says that at least he recognized that it was a bad idea to have Roman Reigns, the champion all this time. But I just, I think he would benefit from turning heel and then let the people turn him back to being a babyface, just like they've done. Right. I mean, if you go back and look at wrestling history, the number of people that have been pushed as a babyface right out of the gate, the people have mm-hmm. crapped all over, have then turned heel, had a huge heel run, and then the people start to turn them. And you can you start to right. sense it. People will start to cheer little things that he does that are heelish and, and that sort of thing. And then you turn him, and then you get a. Like I don't think he would ever be the Rock. His promos aren't good enough. But right. I think he could have longevity as a top babyface if you turn him heel. Yeah, and I. You, funny you bring up the Rock as if that's kind of what I was thinking too. Like I gather they were trying to force people on as being the bad guy. Then he definitely became like the one of the biggest babyfaces of all time, and because you know get the rock you know <laughs> he like transcended wrestling in a weird way in an awesome way and in, he's just kind of one of those guys that that's just kind of like did definitely like they were trying you know nation of domination trying to you know oh yeah this is a bad guy but and then came to a point where uh wrestling fans you know we just like nope we love him this much that he'll never be a he'll never be a heel <laughs> you know it's it, it's one of those things where they they brought him out as they they called him the blue chipper and he was Rocky Maivia and he was yeah. a happy smiling little afro on top with a fade down the side sort of thing and he was just a yep. happy go lucky <laughs> yep. like the whitest white meat baby face you would ever see and when they positioned him with the nation he really became a background player at first mm-hmm. And yeah, he it's just like Farouk, and he just slowly found it, and then kind of just it. It was a natural evolution. It was a situation where a guy with such immense talent, who had spent his whole life around the business, it, it eventually clicked yeah. for him, and he found something to latch onto that has that not only made him the biggest wrestling star ever, has allowed him to transit. I mean. If you would have said in 1997 that Rocky Maivia would be the biggest movie star on the planet and someone that people genuinely 
want to run for president of the United States? I would have I, I, I I laughed. I would have laughed you off. The, <laughs> oh, my God. And he, of course, has joined your favorite franchise in the whole world. So which 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 do you love more, the Fast movies or Bruce Springsteen? Uh, I would have – see, that's tough. That's very tough. They both bring me so much immense joys of happiness that I would pr- probably say Bruce Springsteen, but I'm very excited for uh, – it's like 40 – let's see if today Sunday, 46 days from now when the new, uh, new Fast Day comes out. And you'll be – I would assume you'll be at the very first screening available. Oh God, yeah. Oh God, yeah. And you're hoping you're I'm hoping that, you're hoping that with the uh, with the connections that you have, you'll see it before even then. Yeah, I I might be able to see it. So it comes on April 13th. I might be able to see it a day or two before. But either way, I'm just I'm just happy that this franchise is still growing. You know, it's it's weird. Who who would have thought like back in the day that. People are like, oh yeah, that that those movies with Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, where they write, you know, race cars. It's actually like it became a huge thing, and I love every second of it. Well, and they and they did something that they have to do, and and which is they evolved what those movies were. In yeah, from, I mean, that movie, that that first movie was a a movie about street racers, and. Right. And now the only association they have with street racing is that there's cars involved still. Exactly. <laughs> You're exactly right. Because they basically turned them into straight up like heist movies, which they needed to do. And it, it turned them into like the one of the bigger franchises that people, I mean, seriously, I mean, name a bigger franchise right now that's not comic book involved uh, about, you know, it's all about Fast and Furious. Mm, there, there's this little thing called Star Wars, but other than oh that. yeah, that one too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> besides, uh, besides Marvel, besides Star Wars, yeah, it's one of the bigger franchises. So, something, going right now. something that is not currently owned by Disney. If you can name a bigger franchise, I don't think you'd find one. There you go. There you go. That's that's what I was looking for. <laughs> and th- the thing that. I, I'm not a huge Fast and Furious guy. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I don't rush out to see them in the theaters and that sort of thing. I appreciate the yeah. fun, the fun that they are and that they embrace. That you're, it, it, to me, Fast and Furious movies are a lot like wrestling. They're asking you to suspend your disbelief and just have a good time while they tell you a story. It's not exactly. It's not like, hey, this is the most real. This is all you know based in reality. I mean. What which movie was it where that where they had a uh, C C one thirty airplane going running down a runway for like twelve minutes on the yeah, longest yep, runway in yep. history? Yeah, exactly. A, a twenty minute uh, scene of them trying to pull down a, a a plane. Yeah, no, and and that's that's what I kind of like about them is they're just you know it's obviously obnoxious and fun, but you know there's you know there's a bunch of cars and cool people and you know he's kind of you kind of look out like suspend disbelief and just enjoy it you know what i mean and you gotta love that uh it just gives uh Dwayne an opportunity to be as humongous as humanly possible he oh, yeah. is just oh, yeah. he is a living embodiment of whole like if you could paint him green and you could put him in uh, a marvel movie and he could just be incredible hulk well, well, the the amazing thing about uh, Dwayne uh, and the Rock, you know, joining the 
joined the Fast family was in five, so it was his first movie in. And so he got in a fist fight with Vin Diesel at one point. And you can just like see that like, okay, Rock is clearly clearly standing on his feet and they have Vin Diesel like standing on like on top of like a cart basically. <laughs> Cause those two dudes are not eye to eye. <laughs> no, no. Rock's like six Rock's like six four, Vin Diesel's like five nine maybe. <laughs> So it was funny like watching them fight and you can just see it even scene from scene. They're just like, Oh, oh, oh no, we got we, we gotta pretend that uh, the rock is as tall as uh, Vin Diesel here. <laughs> my favorite my favorite part of that fight sequence is that they managed to work in a rock bottom. Mm. I was like Oh yeah. Absolutely. I was like, Holy crap, he just hit an Iranagi. Like just because you know when when you're in a street scrap and you know you're I, I can tell you from all the experience I've had in fighting people that uh you know when you hit the ear nagi i mean that's really all that's the end of the world for everybody mm-hmm. yeah i remember uh that was one of my favorite parts was when uh when uh i that's when i first like realized that uh the fast furious and, and rock were going to be like a marriage together was when the scene where him and Vin Diesel got in that fight, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he looks at him and goes, I'll ride with you, Toretto, at least until we kill that son of a bitch. And then, like, they, like, bro-hugged him, like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is going to be cool. This is good. This is good. And they they just keep finding a way to up the ante in the scope and scale of this movie, these movies. Yeah. And this, uh, this installment, we're going to get a submarine, which... Uh, I'm going to be interested to find out. I want to know who is driving the submarine. That's what I want to know. Yeah, that it'll be interesting. I am honestly, if I have to be honest with you right now, uh, I I'm I would hope that you're. I hope you are honest with me at all times. Oh, I'm honest at all times, Austin. You know that, but <laughs> I don't know if this one is going to be great. I think this one might be where they finally like just hit a wall. We've 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 got they found the bridge too far. Yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like you know because we've five, six, seven, everything's been great, and I feel like this might be the one where we actually just like, oh, shit, this one sucks. Well, which I well I I, gotta, I hope I'm wrong. You have to I'm remain. Wrong, you but, have to remain positive. Come on, it's positive. Yeah. I know it's I know it's not your natural default position being from Minnesota that you can that a good thing will ever last because mm-hmm. nothing ever does up there right which is why it will smoothly transition into my favorite thing right now which is is the Minnesota Wild um what's the uh what do you, what's the feel of this team up there right now do you have a sense of how the city is reacting there's a pretty good vibe right now to be honest with you yeah people are pretty People are pretty excited. I don't know that I've. I loved Mike Yo as a mm-hmm. as a person and just the uh, the persona, like the vibe that he had. But I don't know that I've ever sure. loved a coach as much as I love Bruce Brujo right now. Oh no, I, I think it's it's crazy because I feel like this is like one of those things where we'll all look back on you know this run and this team, this coach and be so excited about this because 
it's quite the run, honestly. Like, can I mean, you you know Minnesota sports. Can you name another team that's been this good, been this close, been this had this type of run? There really isn't any team that I can think of. No, there there hasn't. Um, there there was the I don't think I was living there yet. Um, there was that the Timberwolves team that went to the Western Conference Finals um, in two thousand three. They were they were they were pretty good. Uh, but I don't I don't really recall how they did in the regular season. Um, yeah. But in that last, I mean, you probably have to go back to what the '98 Vikings for a Basically, for a sustained yeah. for a sustained the, regular season the, run. 2009 Vikings, yeah. The uh, there's a couple of there's a couple of really solid uh, Twins uh, regular seasons in there. Um, in the mid 2000s, right? I don't know. See, this is this is how I know I'm getting old. I I can't remember any of these things. <laughs> I um, yeah no yeah the, the, there were uh, you know a few twin teams, but I don't know. It, it just seems like there's something special about this this wild club right now. It it, it I seems. Feel, I, mean, I feel like I, I I know a couple of people that work for the team or work around the team at least, and they can feel it too. You know what I mean? Like they. They know that there's something special going on. And that's that's what's like encouraging and awesome to see. Because the con- the concerning thing about it at the at the beginning of the run, they they went on that winning streak. It's like, well, is this is this who this team really is? You know, this is you know ten mm-hmm. twelve games in. Is this sustainable? Is this you're waiting for the other shoe to drop? Um, that sort of thing. But they've. I mean, we're at three months now of them just playing consistently really solid hockey and being extremely good at hockey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The interesting thing is, and I, I watch basically every minute of every game because I have mm-hmm. an unhealthy obsession with Minnesota wild hockey, which is actually the only Minnesota team that I actually care about. Um, because right. I, but I already had, uh, I already had teams everywhere else before I, I didn't, I didn't love, I didn't fall in love with hockey until I moved to Minnesota. Sure. So I spend an inordinate amount of time reading and listening and watching things about this team. And you just, the last few years, there's the glimpses, there's the hope, there's, hey, they could be this good. But to see them score goals at the rate they're scoring them, that, that's the one thing they always talked about was, this team's good, but they just can't score. And they're finding a way. Right. They're finding a way. And this. And what's interesting to me is, I don't think they're as good as they can be yet. I, I think that there is they another. There, I think there is another level that they can go to yet. Mm-hmm. And if you had told what's me the, that, what's always fa- no, go ahead. What's always fascinating to see, you know, I'm just, it's you know amazing to have a good hockey team at the this stage in Minnesota, you know, because we haven't had one in a while, you know. 2003, they you know made a run, but I mean, we've been against uh, the Blackhawks last few years in the playoffs, and it's just this feels different. You know what I mean? That's what that's what's exciting. I feel like that's why everyone's so fired up about this team right now. Yeah, and about six weeks ago, someone on Twitter was like, "Yeah, this is great, but you know, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for something to go bad." And I just I responded. Drop, yeah. I, I responded. I was like. Quit fucking acting like that. I yeah. I know it's I know it's the thing to do, and it. But 
putting that out in the world just is bad juju. Like this team, this is not yeah. that team. This is a team that we don't we don't we don't need a negative atmosphere. Exactly. I don't I don't need to feel the negativity that I felt walking out of TCF Bank Stadium when Blair Walsh shanked that field goal. <laughs> Were you there? I was there. Oh my god! So oh, you don't know I this story? You didn't know this story? No, I didn't know that story. Tell me. So we. I I am a Seattle Seahawks fan. Oh, I know you are. Yeah, I love I love my Seahawks. We still lived. Uh-huh. We, this was just before we found out about moving to down here to Texas. Uh-huh. It came out that Seattle was going to play in Minnesota. Nikki is a diehard Vikings fan. We're like, of course. our teams are playing each other in the playoffs. We should see if we can get tickets. So, I. I was able to get a couple tickets and we're like, yes, we're going to go. I bought the tickets. I didn't look at the weather forecast. <laughs> so biggest mistake. <laughs> yeah. Had, had I looked at the weather forecast beforehand, I I'm not sure that, uh, that that trip happens, but we, we had bought the tickets. We decided to, to go up. I cannot tell you how cold that was. It was, so unbelievably cold. I was on the couch and I can not even imagine how cold that was. <laughs> I've I've been out. I mean, I I lived through several Minnesota winters, and I've gone outside yeah. when it's you know twenty below zero and and that sort of thing. But I've I was never outside in the cold for that long a period of time. And we were we were in the end zone opposite. Of where Blair Walsh kicked the final field goal. Missed it. So, so yeah. So, so you're on probably the east end, then yeah. Yeah, we're we're on the east end, and we were in the last row of the first bowl. And so, <laughs> yep. what was interesting, and I thought I would like it at the time, but as the game wore on, we had no one behind us. We had a cement wall behind us. Oh. So we had no no body no uh, no body heat behind us. No body heat. Yeah. Oh, basically, I, down there freezing. It was so 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 cold, Oof. and Oof. it wasn't it wasn't a great game. It was a fun it was a fun atmosphere, but yeah, but it was, it was so, a fun ending. But they, they, the game itself was just like, oh yeah, that, there's a field goal, there's a field goal, there's a punt, there's a field goal. And everyone everyone in that stadium was so excited that they they got down. They're gonna kick this field goal. They're gonna win. It's gonna be over. Of course, it's gonna be over. <laughs> and of course, I'm like, God damn it! I drove all the way up here, and I'm gonna watch my team lose, and I'm gonna have to listen to Nikki yeah. gloat about the Vikings all night yeah. long. And I'm like, there's because there's no way he misses this kick, right? There's no way. Yeah, he, and uh, he, he missed that kick. <laughs> he missed. He missed the kick, and I screamed, "Holy bleep! He missed it!" And yeah. All the people around me just looked at me like, "We hate you," because yeah, I I had I wasn't hiding my Seahawks love. I had a I had my Seahawks bandana. I have my aunt made me sure. this this scarf that has like like furriness underneath that. I, mm-hmm. So I was I mean, you know, and I don't blend in to a crowd as it is. You know, I've I tend to stand out amongst other normal sized human beings. And they were just – everyone was so sad. 
and I couldn't I couldn't believe the sadness in that stadium. Yeah. And there was like three or four. Their heads down, just depressed as all hell. There was three or four other Seahawks fans around, and where you know you do the thing where you lock eyes with someone you have, you you don't know them. You're bonded by this one thing, and you're all just so happy together. But you know, forty thousand people that just had their hearts ripped out again, as tends to happen. (laughs) So yeah, I made I made that. What's interesting about that is we had we had driven all the way up there. And the Vikings lost, but the Minnesota Wild also played that night. They played the New Jersey Devils. You know what oh, that? Yeah. You know what that night was? What? What night was that? That night was the start of the thirteen-game losing streak that cost Mike Yo his job. Oh, seriously? Yes. <laughs> oh my god! That was that was the I did first. Not realize that because the night before they played in Dallas and they won two to one. Uh-huh. And they flew yep. back and played New Jersey and lost. And they didn't they didn't win another game for like like it was it was a, I'm pretty sure I don't think they won a game in February. That's insane. So yeah, it was and it's all my wife's fault because she brought her unlucky Minnesota Wild Sox to Minnesota. She didn't wear them to the game because she knows she's not allowed to do that, but she wore them to the Vikings right. game. So She just screamed, get over it at me. So. <laughs> and you're I'm, clearly not over it. I, I'm, I'm over it because I, I have a winning team, unlike the Vikings. So Okay, 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 okay. Hot, hot take. Hot take alert. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, clearly I'm very excited. I'm also realistic in, in the way things work. And I keep telling myself, yeah. be positive. Um but uh, Coach Boudreaux also doesn't have a stellar history in the playoffs of, of getting teams um, where they need no. to be. But, I'm, you know, if they continue to play like this, I like their chances, and I'll be excited because I didn't think this would be the year they would do it anyway. I thought next year would be the year it came together. So right. I'm just enjoying – I'm just loving He's the fact that the every run. time I turn and, and, on – And that's the that's way to do it, they they got they got a good run going right now, and it's very fun to watch. You know, I mean, don't don't get mad about it. It's just fun, just uh, a bunch of young kids, a bunch of uh, you come together, some older guys, and they're all having a good time. So, and what I love is that when I turn on the game, I know every night that I'm going to watch a team that's going to play their hardest and do yeah. everything that they can to win. They might not always they're, win, they're, but they're, they're gonna, winning they're a lot. Gonna, they're going to skip their asses off. Yeah. So. If uh, if you were gonna pick one player on that team that uh, that you're the biggest fan of, who who's your who's your guy? Who's the, who's the guy that uh, you're gonna buy a jersey of when they uh, go on this uh, playoff round? See, that's the thing. I I feel like I should like take like the obvious answer, but I'm not positive. You know, because I mean, you you follow the team more than I do, so I'm thinking maybe like a Zucker. Zucker jersey is that cool? I'm all in, I'm all in. I've I've been on the Zucker train for a few years now, so I'm, I'm would the, completely. Would, would, would the kids respect me if I had a Zucker uh, Zucker jersey? You know, I don't care what the kids think. I will respect you. 
Well, so like, who is like the big name right now? I mean, I mean, crazy is he, he is who he is, but you know, he's he's not the name anymore. Like Zach, uh, Zach is what, the, what, Zach is definitely the Joe Mauer of the squad. Yeah. What what if I got a Devin Dubnik jersey? Think that be cool? You could you could rock a Doobie jersey. I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I, 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 I wouldn't hate Doobie. that. I think I think yeah. I think you should go deep cuts and go Jonas Brodeen. Okay. Okay. All right. Don't yeah. don't uh, don't don't buy a Scandella shirt because I don't know that he's no. going to be on this team here in a couple weeks. So. Okay. Breaking oh, trade deadline. Like, break, breaking like breaking breaking news alert. I'm channeling my inner Mike Russo. Yeah. I get made fun so. of. Nikki calls Nikki calls Mike Russo my boyfriend because I listen <laughs> because I because I listen to him more than I listen to her. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. If I'm if I'm behind if I'm watching a, a game not in real time and I know that Russo I won't fast forward if I know Russo is going to be on in intermission. Sure, smart. I don't I don't know that I don't know that there's a I've you know I, I've paid attention to sports media and 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 beat writers and calmness and stuff since I was a little kid. Cause I I used to I used to do this thing called read the newspaper, which uh, your oh, mi- your millennial oh. listeners might not be familiar with. Oh, hold on, hold on, read the what? Yeah, it's, it's see, it's it's the it's like they took the internet and printed it on paper and then delivered it to my house. No, no, Dustin, Dustin, back up, back up. I'm I'm waiting for this way. So they <laughs> did they do what? Yeah, it, it was crazy. You used to you used to not have to click around to different places. They would bundle it all into one thing and just leave it at your doorstep. It was pretty. No shit, really. It, it was pretty revolutionary for its time. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, holy God! God it was, damn it! But that sounds awesome. I, I will. I am a, a very big fan of the effort and the time that Michael Russo puts into covering this team, and I don't know if Absolutely. I don't. I don't know if he is as appreciated uh, as as he deserves to be. But in you know the the Twin Cities market is is pretty lucky. They have a lot of a lot of people that uh, put a little t- a lot of time and effort into uh, covering their sports up there. So, what's interesting mm-hmm. is Star, Star Tribune is one of the few newspapers in the country that actually makes money. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I've never met him in person, but Michael Russo, from everyone who's ever been like around him in general, just has nothing but the most amazing things to say about him. I've, and, I've, I've run into him a couple times just um, at uh, in the. Pr- when I used to go up in the press box, when I was when I used to be cool, yeah. that was that was my favorite thing that I used to. So when I first got out of Brown, I was uh, the news director slash farm news director uh, in Little Falls, Minnesota, and I would live in Little Falls during the week and go back to St. Paul uh, on the weekends because that's where Nikki's apartment was, mm-hmm. and. 2000 so this would have been 2005 they were making a push to win the division and i had finagled my i finagled my way into press passes so i called up and i just called like pr or something i was like yeah i'm gonna be in town uh we're thinking about maybe doing some wild stories on uh, uh kltf or whatever i was wondering if i might be able to get into the game oh sure no problem so I took uh, this is great. I got Nikki a press pass as like uh, my intern. 
Nice. And, Perfect. And took so she got to go sit up in the press box, watch the game, and then I only I basically always did whatever I had done when I was an intern at K Fan, which was yeah. you go eat before the game, you go <laughs> up you go up to the press box, watch the game, then you go in the locker room and do that, and then you go and you go to Jock Lemaire was still the coach at the time, so yeah. so I just did I just did what I always do, and I'm like, hey, I have the, I have access to go into an NHL locker room. Of course, I'm going to do that. So oh, yeah, Nikki is Nikki is trailing behind me, and I walk into the locker room, and the first person you see standing in front of me is Brian Ralston, in his <laughs> bikini underwear with nothing yeah. else. <laughs> And Nikki, Nikki's following behind me. She walks in, sees Ralston in his underwear, turns around and walks out. <laughs> She's like, I am not, I am not supposed to be here. Holy crap. She's like, I am not supposed to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, took her, she got to see Jock Lemaire's press conference, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, I went to, uh, I think I went to four, like the four like last games of the season uh, for that. And uh, that's K fan is actually a huge reason that I became a hockey fan. Is you know I got sent to cover some of that stuff, and that was that was yeah, a really cool opportunity. Nice. Ah, the good memories. Yeah, yeah. When uh, that's how you and I met. <laughs> that is how we met. You, uh, I will always remember calling the K fan studio and being like, "Hey, uh, can somebody bring me a mini disc?" <laughs> Because <laughs> I had to go cover, I had to go cover a Gopher basketball game, and I took the equipment, but there was no mini discs to record anything. Yeah, yeah. How and about it was, that? That's so it funny. Was, like mini discs were like a thing. <laughs> it was Dana Wessel to the rescue. Yeah, mini discs, mini and discs. Think, <laughs> and I think that was, I think that was right after Brewster got hired as the football coach. Yeah. And, that oh great, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, that yeah, super yeah, that, that super that strong it, era yeah. of of uh, of go for football, go for. I still remember. I'll never forget because I I covered. I didn't cover the the press conference where he was announced as coach. I don't think, but I covered mm-hmm. the press conference where he announced like his offense and defensive coordinators and some stuff like that, and he gave the Which uh, was a reason for him to do that, right? <laughs> And he he uh, I think that's where he coined the phrase uh, "Go for Nation, going to Pasadena," which yeah. was which was a great thing for people to just play for weeks and weeks at a time. How about did they uh, did they end up going to Pasadena? No, I don't know that they ever went to a bowl game under him. I was kidding. Yeah, <laughs> that's too bad. That's it's, too bad. Go for football is a tragedy. Yeah, yeah, I've I've never honestly been a big fan, but I know some people are, and I guess this fleck guy will be okay. I don't know. So what's this? Okay, so I I don't really pay attention to anything with the Gophers. What's the row the boat thing? Can you explain this? He yeah, so that's like his PJ Fleck. That's his like big motto, and apparently he it was owned by his old 
school and he had to like buy it from them for thirty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, he had to get like the he had to get the trademark from Western Michigan. Or trademark something. from it, which is like, all right, it's not that great of a trademark for you, man. But if you want to throw fifty grand, you know. So is you, you so is you, the but. so is the bit is the bit that everyone has to ro- like everyone has to get down and like everybody grabs an oar and if we all row yeah, in the same direction an oar and every, everybody everybody rows and that's that yeah oh, okay well yeah it's it's not uh, by any means like transcendentary it's actually kind of average and it's like all right yeah, good okay well, everybody grabs an oar and you know they're on the boat that's fine whatever hashtag go for nation. Yeah, hashtag Guffer Nation. So, we are heading into WrestleMania season. And that is an exciting time. Have you watched Raw the last couple of weeks? Yes, I have. Okay. Can I just have tell I told you? you I'm, going, I'm, I'm going to SmackDown on yeah, uh, the 28th. That we're we're going to get to that here in just a second. I was gonna okay. bring, I'm going to bring that up. But All right, my bad. Have my you... Bad. Thanks for killing it. Thanks for. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Be, I'm trying to conduct a professional interview here. We, we've seen the debut of a person that I have. Speaking of being on the Zucker train, I've been on the Samoa Joe train for like 15 years. I'm so excited that a huge number of people are finally getting to see him. What What do you think? What do you make of Samoa Joe being on Monday Night Raw? Over him. You're over him already. Yeah, not over him, but no, no, I get it. And he he looks good. He's got great potential, and I'm excited to see what happens from here on out for him. Have Have you ever seen Samoa Joe work before this? Uh, I have seen like in the independent videos that people have like tweeted me before, and I don't know. We'll see. I'm so. What do you, what do you, what do you think? I'm so sad. You're not more excited about this. This is this is our first. This is our first. This is the first crack in the uh, the festival of in fr- our friendship. in our in our own festival of friendship. <laughs> well, um, well, you know, t- tell me, what do you? I mean, do you, I, do you think he's got? Do you think he's got it? I don't know oh, if he's got God. it. Yes, he has everything you could possibly want. He's a he's physical badass. He can talk. Okay, you need to go. You need to go and watch some of the stuff that he did in NXT because. Holy, like, there's so much. Samoa Joe is so deserving of this. He should have been on Monday Night Raw 12 years ago. He's that okay. good. He okay. he came up with he came up with Daniel Bryan and CM Punk and all those guys through Ring of Honor. Oh, okay. and he he was so much better than Punk. He was on Bryan's level. They worked. They had some great stuff together. Joe was the Ring of Honor champion for like two straight years, and just okay, so awesome. But all that stuff is like on VHS. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, another. Yeah. That's another one of those things that not that many people remember that might be listening to this. What's <laughs> but, your uh, What's your most coveted VHS in, tape that you still own? Uh, WrestleMania thirteen. Austin Michaels. I still have it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna burst your bubble. That's WrestleMania 14. Oh, oh yeah, no. Okay, excuse me. 14. Yep, you're right. WrestleMania so, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 14, 13 that, is Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, the double turn in Chicago. Yep, with a with a bloody Stone Cold face. Yes. 
Uh, no, no, 14 though. Yeah. That was the first time my dad ever like allowed me to like to get uh WrestleMania and we watched it together and I, you know, put the tape in the VCR and hit record and that was, uh, that was it. Yeah. That's Stone awesome. You, against, so you, uh, you still Michaels. have that? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's awesome. I, I don't have a VCR, but I still have that tape. <laughs> <laughs> I have, let's see. I think I only have three vhs tapes still one's war games 88 mm-hmm. and i don't remember what the other one is there on a shelf somewhere i used to have piles and piles of vhs tapes and then i switched over to uh because you know you get into bootleg tape trading and then it became bootleg dvd trading and it was much easier to carry all around the uh, bootleg dvds i will tell you that yeah i I've loved I've loved wrestling since I was seven or eight years old, and man, it's been a shitty week for for people that care about wrestling. It's like so many people died this week, it's not even funny. We lost oh, George the Animal Steel. Lost George the Animal Steel. We lost uh, Chavo Guerrero Senior. We lost Nicole Bass, and we lost Ivan oh, Koloff. Ivan, the Russian bear, Ivan Koloff died yesterday. So that's, uh, uh, so, so, so I, it's weird because maybe it's just, I paid so much more attention to wrestling, but it seems like so many of them die so much more often than like every time people would talk last year about, Oh, 2016 took another person. And this is the worst year ever. I was like, man, you guys aren't wrestling fans. This shit happens all the time to me. All all the time, all the time. What's what's the one? What's the wrestling death that's hit you the hardest? I'm trying to think right now. Off the top of my head, uh, Owen Hart for sure. You know, because I was so young at that time. You yeah. know, I didn't didn't really like affect me too much. Even, you know what I mean? Where I was like, oh, I didn't understand that this was all like a thing, and all of a sudden he died, and that one that one hit me a lot. Uh, Definitely, uh, Ultimate Warrior, the way that w- way he went out, you know, when he did his big monologue at uh, Raw, and then day be- next day, and then died. This is so sad, but yeah, those, those are the two that definitely hit me in the top of the head. Yeah, I I can still remember where I was when someone told me that Owen Hart died. I yeah. it was. It would have been right after I – so it would have been the the spring after I graduated high school. And I worked right. oh, I worked overnights at a gas station. And I came in at 11 o'clock on Sunday night, as I always did. And the over-the-edge pay-per-view was that night. And I walked in, and the girl that was working in the little – so I worked – the gas station I worked at in Montana had one of those little – gas station casinos next door that were they're part of the same thing so the girl that the girl that was working over there was the girlfriend of a guy that worked at the the gas station that i was friendly with because we both liked wrestling and she goes did you hear own hard died and i was like no we didn't that's it's got to be a work like it's a that's a terrible that's what i thought too it's a terrible idea and i don't know why they would do a death angle but he's not really dead and then CNN breaking news, I was like, oh, okay, that is actually real. And mm-hmm. 
that one sucked a lot. I uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, I was uh, uh, playing basketball at the time. You know, it was like eighth grade, ninth grade, whatever. And so I uh, my parents dropped me off to go to my buddy's place, who you know, who got the pay per view, and I was excited to see it. And they're like, "Yeah, no, something happened." Like Owen Hart isn't, you know, apparently dead, and I was like, no, 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 I, I, I thought it was a work, you know, like I think a lot of people did, you know, and watching that paper, you can just tell like how, you know, especially Jerry and, uh, um, uh, King, and you just tell like how they subdued they were, like you could tell that it was something real had happened. It wasn't like a fix. It wasn't a wasn't wasn't a show or anything anymore yeah when they give you a this is not a part of the entertainment portion of the program you're like oh okay yeah. this is not holy shit here we go yeah so as we head into we're heading into wrestlemania season you are going to when's the last time you went to a wrestling show last wrestling show i was at was uh raw Monday raw 2015 in minneapolis and this is this this is when this is when even they had Hogan on their staff still. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so it's it's it, it, it's been a couple of years. <laughs> it's been a couple of years. So this will be this will be the first wrestling show that you and Heather have gone to together. No, no, she was at that one. She was okay, at, she was at uh, that one. Yeah, she 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 was at the Monday Night Raw. Okay, so this will be this will be your opportunity to go to SmackDown. Now SmackDown's been pretty interesting lately. Uh, Bray Wyatt now the uh, the champion of that brand, and uh, yeah, the whole Wyatt family. That uh, whole thing. See, I'm a little. I don't, I I understand from a uh, behind the scenes sort of reason why it's it's come down the way it has, which is basically Randy Orton gets the main event WrestleMania because he let Brock Lesnar beat the piss out of him at SummerSlam and got 85 sure. stitches in his head. So I get that, but. Randy Orton in the main event just it doesn't do anything for me anymore. No, no, for me either. Like, especially when he won when he when he won Mania, I was kind of like rolling my eyes. I was like, really? Like, I stayed all the way up for this just to see Orton win. You know? Because like, uh, yeah, because you, what time do you what time do you get up on Monday mornings now? Uh, like three thirty four in the morning. So I, f- I feel your pain. Like, you know. In in order to stay up to like to watch like the end of you know Royal Rumble, which is awesome, you know I love it, but it's so, like uh, God, really, Randy Orton of all people, really. Eh. Now we've talked uh, on text and uh, Twitter and and these sort of things. Next year's WrestleMania is going to be in the party capital of the world. And well, we're going. We're going for sure. Oh, Dawson, we're going. You okay. know we're going. I, I'm, I'm going. So I'm trying to make sure I can. I'm, I want to get as many people on board as possible. So if we get enough people going, I say we just rent a house. Yeah. For a couple hundred, a couple hundred bucks a night, split it up between six, seven people. It can be cheaper than hotels. Hell. Set up a podcast yeah. studio. I mean, yeah. Party time. Heather and I will be going. You you don't need to worry about that. All you right, know we'll be going. I'm 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 not pencil. I'm not penciling you in. I'm writing it in pen. Yeah. No. No. Take a sharpie. We're coming in. Okay. All right. 
So now the question is, can we convince Nikki to actually go to WrestleMania? Has she never been to a mania before? No. Nikki hates wrestling. Oh, she does? Oh, God. Oh, I didn't know she, that. She can't stand it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, She's, wow. Uh, so, so there's two. So Nikki has two strikes against her from from your perspective. She 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 doesn't like wrestling, and also I highly encourage anyone that's listening to this podcast to seek out your Friday column that you write, uh, your question and answer session. Ask Wessel. It's it's really one of the highlights of my week, and I love it. But Nikki is also someone that you will you will uh, say is a monster, and you 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 put well, it she, in she you, in a cage. You you put it in print this week. No, she. I don't. I don't know her opinion to Nick Cage, but this week you talked about uh, grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, is she a ketchup person? She is a ketchup person. <clears throat> oh God, a- good, good God. Anytime, good God. anytime I make, anytime I make grilled cheese sandwiches, it's. Uh, can you hand me the ketchup? Every time. Do you throw it out of the window, or like, why would you ever give it to her? <laughs> well, I mean, you'll. I I realize that you're. Not you haven't been in your marriage that long, but you're gonna come to find out that <laughs> you just hand over the ketchup is basically yeah what happens at that just, point you just kind of deal deal you, with it you say okay and I mean there's you have to pick and choose your battle sir and I mean, catch ketchup right. is ketchup is a is is not where I'm putting my flag in the sand and taking my stand <laughs> of so, all things that's the last one you want to uh, you know. <laughs> turn into a fight. There, there are things I'm willing to go to battle for, but I'm not dying on the ketchup pill, sir. Smart. Hashtag so, smart. Hashtag, hashtag very smart. We, uh, okay. So we've got that book. So then the, so we'll just have to decide when, whether or not we can make Nikki go. She'll just be, I mean, I, so here's, here's a perfect example. Have have you seen the Kenny Omega Kazushka Okada match from New Japan from January fourth? Did, did you watch that? Nope. Okay. So it's basically the greatest wrestling match of all time. Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer gave it six stars. Only wow. the second. Only That's the second from him. Only the second match ever in history that he's given more than five stars to. It was on Access TV a few weeks ago. They uh they they put it up there. I I tried to I tried to I I've been wanting her to watch it for weeks now. We had a gap in our schedule today. It's on my DVR. I turned it on. She fell asleep in 13 minutes. So that. <laughs> so I'm not sure that that uh, that's going to work out. But we'll go and we'll have a good time in New Orleans. Honestly, if we get there. Because I'm going to go to New Orleans probably on Thursday before WrestleMania. Because mm-hmm. if it, and we'll talk about this more. But when you see the list of things that will be happening wrestling related wise in New Orleans, oh, I mean, the best. it's going to be insanity. So, yeah, I, I so the one time I went to WrestleMania was in Orlando. Like I think it was 24, and it was so much fun. Just like just being around and everything that was taking place. You know, and the whole like wrestling vibe, like everyone's there, they're just like excited as shit. You know, it's fun, and it's and it's turned into a whole other thing. So many other uh, independent companies build their years mm-hmm. about around where WrestleMania will be. So there's going to be there's going to be wrestling shows and conventions and and all kinds of stuff starting on Thursday. And I mean, by the time we roll around to Sunday, 
I I mean I may just uh I may just throw WrestleMania up on uh, the Google Chromecast and I'm not sure I'll get off the couch but Yeah. They, we, uh, we 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 can just watch from the hotel room at that we're, point. <laughs> we're going to get we're going to get all the way to Sunday and be like, "Nah, WrestleMania." But uh, Yeah. Yeah, 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 no. We'll, we'll, what the room service? Yeah, all right, perfect. Exactly. We'll, uh, we'll we'll get some Coors Lights and we'll uh, we'll watch it from the uh, we'll watch it from the hotel room. Well, we'll have we'll we'll have the house. I'll make grilled cheese, but I won't have the ketchup out. I appreciate that so much, <laughs> sir. I was I was happy to learn that you were approved of bacon on the grilled cheese. That's oh yeah, one of, you, one of my. You can do the bacon. You can, you just the condiments. No, you gotta no, you gotta ratchet it down. It's too much. Yeah. All these exactly. people that are doing like brie and apple, and like that's no, that's not a grilled cheese. No, that's no. No. that's that's bread and cheese and fruit. That's not that's not the same yeah. thing. Yeah, they're they're losing the plot at that point. So you've how long have you been doing the Ask Wessel thing? Mm, two like years, a, maybe like two years. What's what's yeah, the yeah, what's two years. what's the one thing that you've written and gotten the most feedback about? Or one of the things. Uh, usually Mighty Ducks related. Anytime I talk about Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks, yeah. I get, I, yeah, I get a bunch of feedback about that because, you know, it's Minnesota and it's hockey. So anytime I talk about Ducks, I usually get a big ton of feedback on them. Isn't it crazy is, that that, you know, that of all the things, of all the things, it's that, it's the Mighty Ducks? Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that Nikki doesn't like. Here's the thing. Nikki's so much older than <laughs> But she's so she's older than me. So she's significantly older than you. So she yeah. just she, she doesn't she she's, you know, she was too old to appreciate the greatness of things like the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks, so she didn't really got into it like back no. in the day. Speaking of speaking of hills I might die on, that that might be the one I die on tonight. Um. Uh, oh God! Footsteps. <laughs> there's there's footsteps coming this way. Um. I, sh- hey, we're recording. This is a professional radio broadcast. Yeah, Nikki, come on, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. Get your own podcast, and then you can defend yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So. Um. All right. Well. This cocktail party, we're at the one hour mark of this cocktail hour, and we're having such a good time. Let's uh, let's find something fun to wrap up. Um, let's see. Okay. Oh, so, I got an idea. Okay. You know, we've we've talked about like five things we're going to talk about. I think we've talked about one of them. Yeah, I was going to say it's kind of kind of we all just kind of kept rambling. Yeah, fire, we got fire away. Go ahead. Oh no! I was gonna say uh, we haven't even talked about the fact that they're making a new Jay and Silent Bob movie. See, great minds think alike. That was that's where I was going. So yeah, it's interesting to learn that the only two characters that Kevin Smith owns the uh, rights to are Jay and Silent Bob, which makes sense. It's their likenesses. Mm-hmm. He um, he did a, a YouTube video recently when talking about they're going to do a reboot of this movie. Which basically is going to be a tongue-in-cheek and making fun of uh, all the sequels and remakes that we're getting in Hollywood now. Yeah, basically like Hollywood doing like a blonde man and chronic type thing. Yeah, exactly. What's interesting is that so he wanted to do Clerks three, was all set to do it, had a script written, had all the pieces in place, and at the last minute, one of the four main people 
decided not to do it. And obviously it wasn't him and it wasn't JMU. So it was either the guy that played Randall or uh, or the guy that played Dante. So one of the two of them bailed like weeks before they set up production. So Which we were sucks because I, I would love Clark's story, to be honest with you. I would love Clark's story. And apparently it was a very big Randall story, which I would have been very excited about. Then yeah, because I love, I love Randall. <laughs> he was super bummed about that. And then so he moved on to set up. He's going to do Mall Rats 2. And that couldn't happen either. So. so he got a lot of people involved in that. Someone at uh, Warner Brothers. So Warner Brothers owns Mall Rats. And mm-hmm. they gave him some, some spiel about we've never done catalog character movie or I don't know, something. So then they talked about doing it as a TV series, and that's never panned out. So he's like, you know what? Let's do Jay and Silent Bob. At least I know I can count on me, and I can count on Muse, and we're going to do that. So it sounds like we're going to get a Jay and Silent Bob movie probably, I would guess, next year, given they want to yeah. shoot, shoot it this summer. Yeah, they're going to shoot it this summer, and it's going to be out next year, so 2018. I'm excited about that. We, we both share a mutual love of Kevin Smith. Um, absolutely absolutely but i will say tusk you you you're 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 gonna say something like uh but tusk and yoga hosers not great not i can't yeah see, I, mean, see, I i i didn't watch those i i i, I keep my chemistry philosophy within the bsq universe you know so okay you're have you seen red state yeah, I've seen Red State, and that was good. I enjoyed that, but for the most part, like I just kind of keep it within the VSQ universe. Fair, fair. That's that's probably going to be much safer for you. I I never made an effort to see Yoga Hosers, but it showed up on uh, YouTube last month, and I turned it on. Wow, it's just not good. Terrible. It's not. Yeah. It's not, and it's not made for us. I mean, it's Kevin said that. I mean, it's it's a yeah. movie for tween girls, and I can't imagine mm-hmm. there's a ton of tween girls that would have enjoyed that movie. But yeah, <laughs> I, did I ever tell the story of the time that uh, Kevin swore at me? No, let's see, let's hear your Kevin Smith swearing at you story. So it was uh, St. Cloud State, the coldest night of the year, and he was like at the early days before like his like Q and A's became like a big, big thing. So I got there early. I was the first person in line and it was right as Clerks two was like becoming a thing. And I asked him, I go, Hey Kevin, you know, I love clerks. Like I watch it, you know, every day of my life growing up. Um, I know Jersey girl kind of flopped is, your reasoning for doing clerks too, just try to like win some fans back and the crowd kind of oohed, you know, like, Ooh. Ooh. And then, and then like, I, I, I like tried like to like re-explain my question and Kevin's like, no, I heard you the first fucking time. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, no, and he goes, no, no, it, it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a question that deserves to be asked. Then, he kind of, he kind of like gave the reasoning behind making clerks too, and 
It was it was very funny. <laughs> is that when he proceeded to it, give a forty five minute answer to one question? Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. So I stand there like like, uh, do I sit down now or do I? Is this, is this the point where him? I go back to my seat? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it's it the best ever to be on him. I heard you the first fucking time. <laughs> so I have I have not yet done an evening with Kevin Smith or or one of his things like that. It's it's definitely something that I I would like to do at some point, but haven't had that opportunity. And I think the only time he was he was in Houston the week before I moved here, but I think he was here to show yoga hosers, and I wasn't really thinking that I wanted to spend that. Yeah. money to see that movie. So I, I missed that. So hopefully he'll come down here at some point and, and we'll get a chance to to do that. So I think that would be a good time. Speaking of Fuck a good yeah. time, this has been a great time. And it's been a great time. I hope that uh, you've enjoyed yourself. I'm I'm running down to the bottom of my cocktail here, so it seems like an appropriate time to uh, to wrap things up. And if you're wondering I didn't make a cocktail like a little tiny glass. I mean, I'm drinking a giant tumbler of vodka. So I've it's not like I've had one dainty cocktail for this hour and, and 10 minutes of, of joy that, that we like to spread. But uh, tell the people where they can follow you on social media, what you got going. Plug yourself. My name's Dan Wessel. You can you know, follow me on uh, social media. Listen to my radio show if uh, you're in Minnesota. Yeah. Anyway, can I come back on the cocktail hour? This is gonna be, this has been kind of fun. I feel like I wanted to make this like almost like a weekly thing. We can. I will tell you this: you have an open invitation to do any podcast with me that you want to do. If you text me and I'm near my house, we can do a podcast. We can do a cocktail hour. We can do just a regular podcast. We can do anything you want. Really, the differential between this and and my other show is I created some new openers and closers for this show. And I drink slightly more than I do during my regular podcast. I love it. So, but yeah, I mean, I feel, are, I, feel, I feel like we, te- we, we text all the time. So might as well just, you know, go ahead and make a podcast out of it. A hundred percent. I look forward to, to doing more podcasts. I, I want to do a podcast with your wife because. No, you know, feel, she, uh, she's actually very jealous of me right now because. She wants to be on the podcast with you very badly. We will we will make that happen in the very near future. All right. We're going to wrap it up. This is the cocktail hour. My wife is not going to get a chance to defend herself, and I'm probably going to catch a beating after this. But uh, please tell us uh, what you think about this special edition. I'm so happy that uh, Dana joined us. Listen to the awesome new open and close that I, I put together. This is just another White Guys podcast cocktail hour. We're out of here. Always protect the five-hole. There ain't no man can't save me. There ain't no man can enslave me. Ain't no man a man that can change the shape my soul is in. There ain't nobody here who can cause me pain or raise my fear. Cause I got only love to share. If you're looking for truth, I'm proof you'll find it there.